You're listening to episode 273 of the Major Issues Podcast. In it, we talk some Daredevil news, some Blade rumors, and go over Marvel's Empower series to celebrate Women's History Month. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello, everybody out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason. That's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast. Brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com. And as always, I am never alone. I am joined by the magnificent, the spectacular, the downright uncanny A-Rob, the Marvel God. Let them hear you. Yo, 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 what's good, y'all? Happy, happy day to y'all. You know it's a good day when your Marvel boys in the house now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are back and we are in rare form. Apologies to any diehard listeners who were listening so for last week's episode. I was having a miniature episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, to be fair, to be 100%. Um, transparent to those who listen, follow comic book click and stuff. We are, um, we're growing and we're growing pretty freaking quick. And that means sometimes, yeah. uh, we are more overwhelmed than most and it can get hard to pin down times to record. It can get hard to pin down times to edit. Um, we haven't missed many episodes in our over 250, uh, episode run, but last week we wow. needed to take a knee because my gosh, <laughs> the stuff, not only in our own personal lives, but literally all the stuff that we missed, which we'll be talking about here. I mean, Oscar stuff just happened this weekend. Ooh, um, man. Bunch of scuttlebutt as far as uh, <laughs> movies are concerned. People are, are arguing online for every single thing. Apparently, the MCU is uh, done and over with because of the biggest drop off in, in, in movie history or whatever. Man, so, oh, man. Uh, I, I, I see it everywhere. I, I see it everywhere, and I'm like, but why do people think it's it, it, the MCU is not going anywhere, man? It, it's no. not. No, it, it, <laughs> no, it isn't. Um, but I want to thank you guys for for listening to this episode. If you're listening to it for the very first time, uh, welcome. If you are here and you are a holdover, you're diehard. Thank you, thank you for coming back. And to those again who have never heard. The Major Issues Podcast, we like to tackle a topic each and every week this week in celebration of uh, Women's History Month and International Women's Day. We'll be reviewing the M-Power web documentary series that uh, Marvel Studios put out on Disney+, Plus, as well as having a kind of unstructured overall appreciation for um, female characters in comics. Um, But... Before we do any of that, if you guys don't know what we actually do here, A-Rob goes and scours the entirety of the multiverse. He checks each and every possible endless timeline out there to find out the news, the scoops, the bits of conjecture, the rumors, the casting, all of that and more. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, A-Rob the Marvel God is here to bring us the news. Man, oh man. Every week, I appreciate the dope-ass intro. But man, <laughs> we, took a, we took a nice break off and we are coming back with some fire with, these, with the news, the rumors, the theories, the plot leaks, the speculation. So, you know, y'all grab your salt shakers. Grab, grab them. them. 
keep them close. Because we got news. We got, oh man, it's crazy. We got Blade, Fantastic Four, Daredevil, Venom 3, Secret Wars, Deadpool, more Kang Dynasty, Thunderbolts. Like, man, the list goes on. And possibly more leaks regarding Phase 6 and 7 of the MCU. So we're going to oh, jump wow. right into this, man. We're going to jump right into it. Starting off at Blade, kind of recent, but, you know, it happened. If you didn't hear it, you're hearing it now right here on Combat. Click the measure issues. <laughs> right? <laughs> Get that soundboard in here. Um, Hershel Ali has reportedly demanded more changes to the Blade script. I thought you were going to say money. Just... I was like, what? He hasn't yet. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, regardless, she does, hey, hey, if he, had, if he was slid a check and they said write any number on it, they Kevin will pay it. No pain. Yeah. The man's worth it. <laughs> but insider Jeff Snyder has shared a new insight into Mahershala Ali's request for the Blade script and his appearance on the, you know, the Hot Mike podcast. Uh, no shouts out to them. Uh, you know, he explained that Ali is heavily involved with Blade stories process with Blade story process so much that he has demanded script changes all the time in recent months. Ali, who propelled the project in development after meeting with Marvel Studios in 2019, allegedly feels that Blade is his movie. And I feel the same way. Like, Ms. Mahershala Ali. Blade Two will be his character. Oscar winner, Mahershala Two Ali. Time. You don't They're put like, that man on just a random-ass film. And again, right? the reason why he's done so well in his acting career, in my opinion, is because he cares about the roles that he takes. And so Thanks. you're not just going to jump at this role. And the thing is, like, very similarly to Wolverine, Blade has those big shoes to fill. People remember yes. Wesley Snipes. People remember those films and are going to sit with their arms crossed. And put it this way, Mahershala Ali be damned <laughs> if his Blade was like um, Homeboy's Hellboy. Remember that? Mm, yeah, oh god. Remember that? Okay. It had good pieces in it. It had definitely good pieces in it. But at the end of the day, whenever anyone thinks of David Harbour's Hellboy, they're going to compare it to Guillermo del Toro's and they're going to say, no, no. It, it, so, um, yeah. if you're Mahershala, it's got to work for you or you ain't working. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I ain't going to be the one with a bad MCU film. You feel me? Like, think of yeah, everybody no. with Eternals, right? Everyone's <laughs> like, what the hell? You told me if I get on this franchise, I'm gonna, <laughs> everyone's going to tell me how much they love me, how much they love our films. We're going to see cool YouTube edits. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. So, again, I don't, I don't blame my man for uh, trying to do some quality control for a project that he was, um, he was down for. It's the whole reason why he signed up. Yeah, no facts. Because, like, he's so, like, for lack of better words, he's used his vision into the story and direction of the character. So, like, I I feel like he, he's going to own it. And plus, in this day and age, it's like once a character is tied to a comic book character, that actor will be forever known to that character. And Mahershala Ali wants to be, a lack of better words, he wants to be better than Wesley Snipes' Blade. I feel that. I sense that. The passenger of the torch is going to be there. And with all the leaks around Blade... Like, you know, the Daywalker, like, title, like, still in progress of it. I don't know if you've seen yeah. it or not. If you yeah. guys out there, comment, let us know what you think the title of the Blade movie is going to be. But so far, they got Daywalker, like, as the working, like, title for it. And for those of you who know who don't know the Blade, the Daywalker, like, storyline, it's it's Blade, being a vampire hunter in the modern day. <laughs> it's that transition right. from, from him to 18th century to modern day and him just 
fighting Dracula and Frost and all those other vampire guys. But um, but this could yeah. also be, you know, for the best. Oh, I'm sorry. Is, is no, 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 you're hundred percent. You're hundred percent right. Like I said, this is not. Oh. If he was some, if 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 you were telling me Jared Leto did this. Then I'd be like, bro, take the money, do the fucking movie, and shut up. Because <laughs> he's the one that's always been like, oh, you know, it should be this, it should be that. He's super method, and the next thing you know, the movie's still not good. But again, you never hear about Mahershala Ali um, being a problem on set or anything else like that. I know. Right? He was you know, amazing on Luke Cage. Exactly. And so, and um, he did, he was um, Uncle Aaron in, in Spider-Verse. Oh, Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. so he's done work with Marvel before with no, absolutely no issues. Um, there was a, a story recently that m I think the guy's name is Michael Mando, the gentleman who played Scorpion in uh, Homecoming. Ah. He was in a, a Apple TV show recently, and he got basically, like, removed, um, be like, wow. creative differences, like, while it was filming. Like, we're not moving forward with him, <laughs> whatever, whatever. But... I've seen that man do five seasons of Better Call Saul with absolutely no issue. He went and did, yeah. uh, he went and he did, um, he did, like I said, uh, a, a Spider-Man Homecoming. So certain actors, I'm like, I believe, I don't care what they said, I believe you. And certain other ones, I'm like, I don't know, man, what'd you do? What, what did you, what did you do? Right, it's was like, hmm, what happened? Yeah. But Mahershala, but like, he's, he's got my, he's got my, uh, like, benefit of the doubt is what I'll say. Right, and I feel that too because, like, this comes at a time when you know Marvel Studios is, for lack of better words, Kevin Feige. He's reportedly like becoming, you know, just like us here at Comic Click. You know, for lack of better words, we're getting worn thin. You know, overseeing a bunch of projects and things and dozens of projects, and totally. not not my words, but Marvel Studios maybe they're or the fans. I don't know, but it's like he's doing. You know, we all know he's doing damage control and putting out fires and you know making delays. Put, making reshoots, you know, and for lack of better words, quality control, quality over quantity. And I do believe it is in best his best interest to let the actors who have that track history, who's in these projects, let them oversee it because they've been in the business for lack of better words that long. Because I wholeheartedly believe Kevin Feige is letting Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman handle Deadpool 3 in their team entirely because, you know, they've been in the role. Hugh Jackman's been Wolverine for over 10 years. Deb, like Ryan Reynolds knows Deadpool, their team knows Deadpool, he has full faith in them. So, you know, it's best to let the other actors handle their own projects. Yeah. Give him time, freeze, freeze up his hands to handle more of the bigger things coming down the line. <clears throat> X-Men Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm down. Like I said, um, you want you want more actors to speak up. You want more actors to say, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, I don't I, I don't gel with this." Um, Marvel gets accused often of having a conveyor belt system, right? We're just pushing the movies past. Who cares how good they are? So anytime someone says, "Hold on, this could be better," I'm down for that, man. Completely. All right, it's not they they have no they have no reason not to like if something makes it better, they will wholly do reshoots. And just, you know, remake it. Because, you know, the whole, the process of, like, that, what, the, that screen CGI, like, but they, everything's like oh, a video game volume. render. Like, not, not, volume, like, it's like, you know how, like, they have, like, the pre-screening of the movie before they actually start shooting? Oh, like, yes, 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 Like yes, that. Yes. You know, like, they can just 
because you know testing and screening they can just go back in reshoot it make it gel better with the crowd you know get a better reaction so i have faith i have faith like there, there's no there's no reason not to have faith in the past reshoots were a bad thing but nowadays it's like you know it could be better why yeah. why 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 would you be against reshoots reshoots means something's better is coming you know maxwell lord baby maxwell lord right uh, <laughs> it could be better man it can be good it can be better <laughs> yeah bro random but you know what's right? also better what? oh wait random thought no because oh, somebody was talking about um uh punisher um oh I, did i step on oh. something <laughs> oh no no uh, we're gonna get there we're getting there um uh, but basically, they were just wondering about how you would best portray him and, you know, with everything going on. And um, somebody was talking about team-ups. Like, well, maybe you could baby him down with some team-ups or... The same way they were talking about with Deadpool, right? Like, he's funnier if he can't mm. curse around certain people or whatever. And, I, and then I was like, oh, it should be... Obviously, he can't now because of timing. But I was like, it should be freaking uh, Frank Castle and Baby Groot. And then I'm like, wait, that's kind of just the Mandalorian. <laughs> Like if they did that, it would just be the Mandalorian. So, uh, yeah, scratch that. That's right. <laughs> basically because he was just looking like that. Uh, what, what, what the heck is this thing? Yeah, and it's I am great. It is it? Who, yeah, what, and then it become fast what? friends, bro. That's it. <laughs> like, I can I can see it, but yeah, like you said, it was already done in the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> that's funny. I can I can see it just punishing you. It, you really can, right? You really can, and he got him strapped oh, to the back or whatever. And he's just like, "Come on, kid." <laughs> yeah. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> but yo, hollow tip, on. hollow tree. But, we're, we're down, bro. We're down. Let's do it. But a sick bad name. <laughs> But yo, in addition to the Punisher, but we got some Daredevil casting rumors, man, and it's it is kind of crazy. Daredevil is low key going to be set up to be like the Avengers again, like the again the Avengers, but on the street level. So, in addition to John Brentnall coming back to reprise his role as Punisher, we mm-hmm. have also Jessica Jones returning, and rumored Danny Rand and Colleen Wing. And also, in addition to them, Peter Parker, Tom Holland, Spider-Man is also going to be in the show, and She-Hulk, and Jenna Ortega's White Tiger, and Kingpin, and (laughs) Spider Slayers. Golly. And if you don't remember the Spider Slayers, that's, uh, what is it, Alistair uh, Smythe? Smythe, yep. Yep, yep, yep. man. This show is going to be crazy, bruh. All these characters. I Daredevil's gonna be the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like with 20 something odd episodes, I see why they're putting all these characters in it. There's so much story to tell. <laughs> there is. And you know, they're playing around obviously with our familiarity with the stuff. Um, in my opinion, most of the people who saw daredevil on netflix really liked it you know there were some people who hadn't given a comic book thing a chance in years until they saw uh daredevil on netflix and they would go and i like to my knowledge daredevil and jessica jones were the ones that a lot of people were talking about i got a personal love for luke cage when i watched luke cage 
it's like they made something for me. I, I cannot express <laughs> how personal that is that whole thing was for me from the dialect obviously it's i was born and raised in new york city so all that's there going back to nice the mahershala ali of it all um th there's no season one without cotton mouth bro there's no season Man. one without cotton mouth and um yeah like those are the people i want back but now there's rumors that perhaps deborah and wool and I can never remember his name off the top of my head. Eldon? El, <laughs> uh, is it Eldon something? Uh, who uh, played uh, Irish? Foggy, Foggy. Oh, Foggy? Oh, I was just about to Eldon I forgot about Henson. them. Yeah. Eldon Henson. Oh, yeah. Uh, the characters are also playing, yeah, Karen Page and Foggy Nelson aren't returning to play their characters in Daredevil, which is kind of interesting. They were a good foil for Matt. Like, they helped ground yeah. his character when he wasn't, you know, all Daredevil y, but it. But with, you oh, know, the, the announcement, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying they, they had no, the yeah, announcement yeah. there would be more courtroom drama drama, and more, you know, the high-flying acrobatic daredevil fight scenes that we saw on She-Hulk. That was just yeah. not even the tip of the iceberg of what I've heard. Like, what I've seen, we're going to get a lot more comic book accurate daredevil, like, to the point where, like, when characters like Captain America and Black Panther, like, you know, like, uh, you know, took up his moniker when he was just incapacitated. They they couldn't tell the difference like that. That's what we're gonna get. Like right? we we will be able to see Matt Murdock fight toe to toe with Steve Rogers, maybe you know, like just cool. on a pure just athleticism and combat prowess. And I'm for that. And to answer that question about a lot of people with Punisher, oh no, they're 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 keeping the brutality, people. Like that. That's why there's a child lock on Disney Plus. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. Like, like, like they made a purpose. Like, like, if you guys haven't noticed, they've edited a lot of old projects. Like, they put blood back in scenes. They they edited to make some scenes a little bit more, for lack of a better word, realistic. You know, like believable. Yeah. So you know, and if you go in there now, the blood is still there from Punisher Daredevil. He's <laughs> still shooting Irishmen right in the face with a pump shotgun. That's still there. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching somebody uh, like talk about like, oh, you know, is this is this too much violence? Because you know, the Punisher literally ends with him unloading two semi-automatic weapons into like a right. Brain, right? Just, He's like, yeah. Hey, man, that's that. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Can't that's protect Punisher. them, Rick. I mean, Red. <laughs> it's the same shit, bro. It's the same lines, man. It's the same lines. <laughs> weak. The boy's weak. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he be saying bro it's just Shane and Shane and Punisher they're right there um but besides you know Punisher being in season two I did really like one of my favorite scenes in Punisher and sorry in Daredevil season two is when Foggy and Matt have that argument in the bathroom where he's like this wasn't a lecture this was you you chose to fucking go fight you chose to be late you chose to mess up the, the court case like he's like, I'm tired of blaming everybody else. You you making these choices? And I was like, man, Foggy, like I ain't even mad. They had to break up Nelson and Murdoch and shit. I was sitting there like, that, 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 that hurt. Yeah, that hurt. Crazy. That was real. Yeah, that really just adds to the like, not every on lack of better words, so on every level for every relationship. Not every relationship is cut out, but it's superhero lifestyle. Like, can you be the partner, best friend, brother, wife to a superhero? And deal with the consequences of their actions. Some people aren't just built for it. And that's nothing against them. It is nothing think, against no one. Uh, we, we've, <laughs> already heard, heard, we've already heard that um, Mrs. Fisk is recast. 
Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes, um, yes, yes. I forget her name, but uh, it was due to scheduling conflicts. But the actress that replaced her, uh, really well known uh, and really pretty, super pretty. And she will bring the gravitas, the gravitas as the previous actress. Uh, I forget her name. Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. But like, I, she was a great uh, was uh, Mrs. Fisk, or Vanessa Fisk. <laughs> yes. Um, the the thing that always that always made me laugh about her is she is um the mother of Superman in Superman in Man of Steel. What? She's, uh, that that oh, actress. Yeah! Is, uh, oh is, my god! Yeah, it's Laura. <laughs> Yo! And and that. So um. Yo! I uh, excuse me if I get this wrong. Oh, god damn. <laughs> I. <laughs> Because the first name is spelled A Y E L E T. A I Y E L E T. I I yeah, that's I Y E L E T. I Y E L E T. is um who played her in um in Daredevil season two and forward, but Sandrine Holt. Will be who plays her moving forward so odds are oh. you know we already said mrs fisk is, is getting recast we're recasting uh, possibly recasting foggy and karen again i say just put don't even recast don't even bring in foggy give happy <laughs> a job at <laughs> nelson and Bernard. yo yes i just want to see happy at the same happy. table. happy at the same table as um as Matt Murdock, so they can relive their 2003 Foggy Nelson. Yes, please give us that because the last time we saw him, man, he was like he was visiting uh, Aunt May's grave next to Peter. Yeah, like, yo, so he, right. he needs some friends. Tony's gone. Tony's gone. I can see Pepper retiring. So you know what? Screw all this. Right. You know. Oh, no, hold on. We well, we got some news about Armor Wars. So hold on. Now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The question I was going to ask you, though, was, do you think we recast Elektra? Ooh, Miss Nachios. Yeah. I, wait a minute. I, I did like the other was actress. Recasted? Um, I think she was recasted, if I'm not sure. It was an announcement a long time ago. Uh, boy, no, I think she's coming back, actually. Yeah, I don't have, I, I don't see anything under a elect, um... Oh, because I remember... Okay, that's what it was. For a while, I... Isa Gonzalez was, was rumored to be playing her for a very long time. Like, if you look up anywhere, if you look up Isa Gonzalez, it, there's a bunch of stuff. But she's spoken out and says that she doesn't know what anyone's talking about. She could be lying. Um, but, right. yeah. And to be honest, like, I'm looking at another thing they're thinking about recasting. I wouldn't recast... Um, Bullseye. I thought that guy did a tremendous job as Bullseye in, in Daredevil season three. He brought oh, poor man, Poindexter. He brought the crazy. He brought he the there, bro. <laughs> no, he not. He was like killing people with pencils and sta and staples. <laughs> I was just thinking about like that office scene. He, that that office like yo school was, shooter vibes. There was the nowhere hell? for Matt to hide because he's just throwing things around corners and sm smacking them in the head with it. <laughs> Funny shit, yeah. It was rude as hell. It was yeah. rude as hell. Oh, but, I hope but he does come back. He was supposed to be getting like a vibranium spine or some shit, right? Was, like some vibranium adamantium, spine. actually, because the doctor that's operating on him is supposed to be the doctor who creates adamantium. 
Oh, yeah, they left us. They left us. How right the hell do you? How the hell do you afford that doctor? And I'm almost <laughs> certain that's like canonical. I think Bozai does have an adamantium spine, like, it's, or... it's like a adamantium like laced spine. Yeah, infused yeah, yeah, spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adamantium laced bones. He has strips of yep. adamantium fused to portions of his skeleton, including his spine. And he got that shit broke in Daredevil Season 3 when when Fisk just had him sideways and ran into a wall. <laughs> I, just, I just love how, how ridiculous that third act was. Everyone's covered in blood. There's three people fighting each other at the same time. <laughs> Vanessa is like, watching it all. Some Romeo it's Fisk's wedding day. <laughs> yeah, it's Fisk's wedding day, so he's all pissed off. Really good, really good stuff. Man, that show's good. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait for the next season. Oh, Born Again is gonna be so good, and with that MCU touch on it, uh, it's gonna be all the Easter eggs, all the comic book accuracy. It's gonna be great, and it, and like I said, all these characters, so many, so many storylines. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. I have every bit of faith of Daredevil Born Again. It's probably gonna be like the number one show in 2024, 2025. Shit, both years. So many episodes. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Shit. But yo, moving on, uh, we got some Venom 3 news in addition to some Madam Web news. Probably. Um right. Yeah, Venom 3 uh will be a standalone sequel to the Madam Web movie. Uh, and if you guys don't know, Madam Web will be set ten years before the events of the first Venom movie. What? And what? what? Spoiler alert! What is spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> Madam Web's plot leak with the titular character and several Spider variants will be protecting and/or killing a pregnant Mary Parker with an unborn Peter Parker in tow from the time traveler villain Ezekiel Sims. And I'm not going to spoil that much, but Venom 3 will deal with the multiverse with that one line of, you know, uh, Venom saying that their hive mind's connected throughout the multiverse and a little bit of him left in the MCU and him going back to his universe, oh, I which we have confirmed. Dude. I remember this monkey looking dude, Ezekiel Sims. Right? Like, they, so they, mentioned him in, uh, they mentioned him in Spider-Verse. Um Ezekiel Sims, yep, superhuman strength, durability, agility, wall crawling, spider sense, spider sense immunity, a bunch of wow. stuff. Uh, okay, okay. Listen, they got to connect their stuff somehow. I didn't think it would be right? this way, but... It, it's hey. going to be connected, and another addition to it, it's, it apparently has to deal with the spider totems. Like, Madam Web is going to deal with the spider totems, so... Oh, no. I guess this variant of Peter Parker is going to be one of those... Uh, variants are just keys. I think it's just all in leading up into the inheritors. Marlon's coming. I I can't think of no other way. It's just inheritors. For for lack of a better word, Sony's. I'm so scared of all them the overarching doing that things. shit, bro. Gosh, hey, I'm messing that up. It it would be dope, kind of like if they across all live action anime, just all Sony Spider Man. It is inheritors from Venom. To Sony, to to uh, to Tom Holland's, uh, just all their properties, all of them. I mean, to be Morbius fair, too. <laughs> to be fair, Sony is the inheritors. They inherited this this franchise, and they're gonna suck it dry uh, until it's fucking dead. <laughs> they're gonna go across right, the it, it they suck any any spider property, any spider. <laughs> And the, the, the whole spider family totems, he's just going to suck them dry, and then whatever husk is left over, they're going to toss it over the fence to the MCU and say, here you go. 
There you go. <laughs> and then I, Ultimates. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still wondering if they're creating a backdoor for MCU Spider-Man in anything that's coming up, like Kang, you know, if any of that stuff, you know, he ends up back on his side somehow, or, you know. Because you can't. I mean, like, I, wait. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, how, how do you do Spider-Verse without Peter Parker Spider-Man? Uh, multiverse. Okay, <laughs> fucking, uh, I guess they still own. They got uh, Andrew Garfield, right? Like, uh, the, there's another plot leak that says you know the Morbius and Venom movies and Madam Web take place within the Andrew Garfield movies, but like we just said, Peter Parker is born, so it's like he doesn't know. Okay, so. <laughs> to explain it for lack of a better word, it, it's because it, it's so confusing, <laughs> right? Because Madam Web takes place ten years before Venom, right? Yes. But Venom doesn't know in the first one who Spider Man is right. until uh, uh, Far From Home when he's unmasked and then the multiverse thing happens in No Way Home and he comes back to his universe with the knowledge of there's a Spider Man in his universe because he lives in San Francisco. Spider Man is based in New York, so now mm-hmm. in Venom Three. The, being the lethal protector, spoiler alert, he, his job is going to be to protect this variant of Peter Parker in his universe from Ezekiel Sims, in addition to, like, you know, helping Madam Web, too, which is why it's going to be the standalone sequel to Madam Web, literally from Madam Web to Venom 3. Just boom, bada bing. And then from there, hopefully, Amazing Spider Man 3. Are we, should we be worried that we haven't seen a lick of Craven yet? Uh, a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit. I mean, I've seen a couple photos. Aaron Taylor Johnson still looks great. He still looks amazing. You know, yeah. I uh, <laughs> oh lord. It, we, ever we since the poly came out, where he's gonna be like a, a animal activist, it's like ah, uh, bro. I ain't Jesus. see a. I ain't see a teaser. Not nothing. Ain't nobody. They ain't say nothing. You ain't hear nothing about it rapping. You're not hearing nothing about like nothing. So I feel like they're all their focus is really (laughs) trying to shuffle. Like they're really trying to get their story together with Venom and Madam Web. And and well, I feel like we're just in general they're focused on across the Spider Verse Part One and Two. Right now, that is the biggest thing they need to focus on. Like legitimately, like this summer is going to be a litany of just just blockbuster summer movies. And yeah. this will be the greatest anime animated movie of the year. Yes. It is gonna be water wall crazy. Shit we've never gonna we've never seen before what happened that we've never thought we wanted until we it would have happened. Like what I would never thought I would see Spider Man twenty ninety nine like in theaters. But here we are. Like, holy shit. I, I, I always <laughs> had good you know, a lot of faith because I really like um spider-verse the first one i have almost unlimited faith now bro because this weekend i saw mitchell's versus the machines and that movie is great it's it's gorgeous it made me cry bro i was gonna say tear up there was a second i was gonna i was going i was gonna go with tear no two tears came down my face during mitchell's versus the machines is on netflix people check it out um it's a really it's a it's an animated film but some of the scenes you watch, 
the most gorgeous animation you've ever seen like lighting and transitions and all that stuff really really good it's on netflix i was gonna say for free but if you're paying for netflix it's not free um <laughs> but yeah when you get a chance if you want any kind of idea as to you know the hands that we'll be dealing with across the spider-verse and all you've seen is spider-verse check out mitchell's versus the machines really 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 heartwarming and that's the thing i thought about spider-verse i i loved the animation that was fine and the jokes made me laugh but the heart man some of this stuff really is missing the heart the lesson the the thing you take away from it and i think um sony's kind of been nailing it in that regard in and in only that yeah. regard and in only in animation <laughs> because what was the lesson in morbius i always just think of jared don't leto. be a dick i always just think of jared leto and his abs and his long hair and his beard and his dead <laughs> and his dead friend like bro give me some of that and he's like nah you don't want none of this bro <laughs> <laughs> He's all like checking himself out in the mirror, flexing. He's like, nah, bro, this is a curse. You don't want any of this. The guy's like, I'm dying. I'll take any. Right, bro, like, give me some of that. I'm yeah. dying, bro. I can't feel my appendix. <laughs> give, me, give me that curse. You're chilling right now. What you talking about? He's like, but you're going to have to feed every couple of hours. I already have to feed every couple of hours. It's <laughs> already a thing. Oh, Morbius. Always giving uh, us laughs. Yeah. Right, e even after the fact, when it's just you know, it's Mormon time. But <laughs> yeah, I, let me let me let me say this: uh, next week, like it or not, we will be covering Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I have not. This is we're recording this on Monday of the week of it coming out. I have not purchased my ticket yet. Um, I do not suspect it to be full, uh, but. In absolute, true, confident DC fashion, when they knew not nobody was running to the theaters for this, they've decided to spoil their own cameo for the second time since the BBS. Second time, Sway. She's not allowed. To, she's not allowed to just be a surprise, bro. She's not allowed to just be a moment, bro. They don't just let her be the moment. Right. Yep, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman will be making her way or making a cameo in Shazam. And the funny thing about it is, from the looks of the cameo or from the looks of the trailer, that trailer seems to be the cameo. She'll help out at the very last minute and be like, you know, what is wrong with Yo, I'm telling you, because the, the rumors were that it was tracking to be a disappointment. The opening it was yeah, and they said it was gonna be garbage juice. Like what? I was like, what? No, that was uh uh Aquaman two. Oh, yeah. two. They said it's gonna be a dumpster fire. Yeah. I was like what? So, so for real, it's like what the hell is going on here? And it's like okay, no, no, no we got Wonder Woman guys. It reminds me of Black Adam. No, 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 we got Superman. Just figure it out. Matter of fact, call me when <laughs> Superman Legacy comes out, please. I'm Man. that's what I'm waiting on. Please just get me to get hey, me back. To hey, Loki. Loki, I'm just waiting for Blue Beetle at this point. Like, I'm just here for yes. Oh boy. Like, yeah, he he put on a Young Justice. He was dope. Like, yeah, Jaime, uh, baby, it, let's get Jaime on deck, man. Man, and, and I guess and I guess Return of the King for Flashpoint. But like, bro, yes. oh Shazam! I was like, <laughs> like bro, like what? Y'all built up. Like, why were what? This is the movie Black Adam should have been in. Yeah, <laughs> instead of getting his own movie. Like, but don't worry, Wonder <laughs> Woman's in it. 
You know Wonder Woman. <laughs> what? Who you would have most recently seen if you're not a fan of the Zack Snyder. If you didn't, if you didn't get HBO Max and watch the Zack Snyder Justice League, <laughs> the last two times you saw Wonder Woman were in '84, which is trash, or trash. 2017, which is trash. She, she couldn't even cameo on Peacemaker. So I love, I love it. I love just shoving all that trash together. Just keep, keep, keep doing what you gotta do, DC. Um, I, another thing for DC, <sighs> my man Brendan Fraser won Best Actor at the Oscars. Right. Let's talk Con- about congratulations, these congratulations yes. uh, to my man Brendan Fraser. Now I say that to then say. Screw you for not releasing Batgirl because you had an Academy Award winning actor in that film, you SOBs, before you tanked it and threw it off a cliff. And now I hope he don't come back for Doom Patrol. I think Doom Patrol's a wrap, but you can't afford him no more, bro. You don't nope. play around too long. Now you yeah. can't come afford my man Brendan Fraser. I hope he He's comes done. to Marvel. I oh, hope he comes to Marvel. I we 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 should do an episode based solely on the characters Brendan Fraser should play. <laughs> like, like oh, he's too the the trinity of wholesome actors has been complete. Like him, Keanu Reeves, uh, Pedro Pascal, and you know, and for honorable mentor, um, um, Steve Carell. Yeah, and Zad yeah. and Zaddy uh, Grandmaster. Yes, oh, yes, uh, unproblematic. Yeah. You know about about fucking um. Goldblum, you never hear anything crazy. Not a goddamn thing. Yeah, but I um. So yeah, I just wanted to say that. Like, way to go! You just got big leagued by somebody whose movie you shelved. Way to go, bro! Way Terrible. to go, DC. Never fucking change. Terrible. They're they're, they're, they're literally the definition of shooting yourself in the face and foot at the same time. Oh, have you been watching how people have been reacting to the latest season of The Flash? They're not loving it. Oh. <laughs> They're not um, loving it, bro. <laughs> oh my I haven't god! Watched it. They're not loving it. I have like, like it's like you see enough reviews of something that it's like, should I even watch it? Because like, I ain't gonna fake. I fell off season four after the server reverse flash, this, that, and the third zoom, professor, like an earball. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm 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 gonna take a step of break from this. It's just it too much. Too much flash. It was a lot. It was a lot. So. So, and now Wally bag and everyone in the flashback. I'm like, okay, when should I watch this? Okay, now it's <laughs> over. Okay, bet. Season eight. Okay, so I'm going to get back. Here's season reviews of season eight. Um, what is happening here? Why what does everyone do? have powers? Why is there a 30 man team? <laughs> I thought he was. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, bro. We're going to put that to bed. We, we eulogized. Um, Marvel Netflix. When when all those shows got canceled, we sat, we spoke about them, we eulogized them. Flash is getting his eulogies this year. We'll be doing it on part of the Major Issues podcast because for all it's bad, there was some of the best moments in uh, comic book TV history at the very beginning. <laughs> and there's just some <laughs> just moments that I wanna I wanna highlight. Like I remember when um him and Snart had that conversation. He's like, "You don't have to arrest me." You know, he's like, I just, we could just go two separate ways right now. You feel me? I won't hurt nobody. I promise I won't hurt nobody. (laughs) And y'all just, and he doesn't, like, he's not, Snart's not one known to, like, torture and, no, he's just, he's just there to do the heist or the gig or whatever with the rogues. And that's right, right. With the flash, like, this kind of like, come on, Snart. Well, you caught me kind of thing. It's not like, I need to kill the flash, you know, it's not that reverse flash of it all. But um yeah, just moments like that, characters like that. Um uh 
we're putting that whole thing to rest soon. So it's like, damn. The Flash. Yeah. So that, that's my DC news. Is uh, they're they're still fucking up. So that that's <laughs> that's what that is right now. Well, uh, for the last little tidbit for what I have uh, regarding uh, Secret Wars, a uh, massive rumor: uh, Doctor Doom gonna be in it, minor role. I think that's Not fair. Like I mean, that's villain. a fair guess, <laughs> right? Not the like, main it villain. Makes huh? sense, right? So, it, but it seems also in addition to that, King will be peppered in throughout a lot of projects and movies going forward with his uh, introduction, his, you know, full introduction in Quantumania. They're kind of doing the, I don't want to say reversing how they did Thanos, but a better treatment of the next, the next big bat, you know? Like, we, had, we saw Thanos, like, what, three times before Infinity War, you know? Yeah, well, you know. I, I, I feel bad, bro, because the, the, the normies are trying my patience with this. To be honest, they really, really are. I'm, all I'm hearing is, wow, you know, that was it. That was Kang. That was it. No, obviously, that wasn't it. Obviously. You guys know how right. this goes. Why are you being so impatient? Sit back and relax. Now, if if, if, you're, if you're being impatient because you don't have the, the time and they're asking for a lot of time, don't give them the time yet. You can wait. Wait on it. If it's because of money, save your money. Watch these movies when they come out on streaming. But for the rest of us who are in this roller coaster, I'm about damn tired <laughs> of strapping up and hearing, oh, the roller coaster is too long. Oh, it's too big. Oh, it only has this many loops. Oh, it's the last roller coaster I was on. I'm already, I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know. And all I see Bad online shame. is a bunch of people who are not invited to the party telling me, the party goer, that the party is over. It isn't. I'm here. It's not. I'm. I'm looking around. Right. There's other oh, people yeah. still here at the party. <laughs> so, so, so what I heard was, "How you hating from outside the club? Can't even get in. Can't even get in. You, you mad? Because we thirty films out. <laughs> Your favorite franchise, and I can say that. I can say that blindly because I'll be right. Your favorite franchise ain't hit thirty movies in ten years. <laughs> name it. Name it. And, and can't nobody do it. No I was just doing can. it, and even if we trip, we trip and hit like a C plus. You understand? I've seen some right? bad six hundred and fifty million dollars at the movies. That's one of the movies. Marvel's lowest grossing movie is still like any other like production company's best day. Like I mean, you, they <laughs> talk about all the time about like weird flex kind of stuff, right? But Marvel was dead. Like we made the movie we wanted to make with Ant Man. It's gonna make the money that it makes. How big right. of a flex is that? Like, yeah, we could take the L because that's the movie we wanted to make. Damn. All right. I'm right. <laughs> right. Because I'm like, they they know they wasn't trying to make any, do anything groundbreaking with this movie. I mean, they were to push visual story, but like, but like, you know, Ant Man three. What what else are y'all expecting? Not an Ant Man three. This ain't Captain America four. You know. All <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. So it's um, like you know, everyone, calm down, will you? Speaking of <laughs> speaking of um topics that got people up in a in a hizzy, how you feel about the whole Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Angela Bassett of it all? Uh, once again, Angela Bassett, Angela Auntie, she got snubbed <laughs> again. Like the woman played Whitney, she played Tina, she played Rosa, she played Coretta. Why won't y'all give her her flowers, Sway? Why? Who? 
<laughs> have I not given everything? <laughs> have I not given everything? Like, oh, she even sacrificed herself to save a girl she just met. Wait, like, what? <laughs> what? And, ah, y'all some hoes. It gotta be some hoes. <laughs> This is why we don't respect y'all. No it's like I, I ain't no disrespect to Jamie Lee. I get it. Her family, that's the thing. Like her that's the thing. I think I'd be a bit. I would be a bit angrier if I didn't love everything, everywhere, all at once. You understand? Know like if it was what? anything else, if they gave it to some Victorian era, whatever, I would be like, "Are you serious?" Like, <laughs> like, Hold on, burn this place. <laughs> yeah, but like it's a weird, it's a weird position to be in because I don't want to, I don't want to shade Jamie Lee. It wasn't her fault. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think it's her first Oscar too. I think it's her first. It is. So it it's is. like two women, both of them not being uh, praised and evaluated, appraised at their level. Then you put them again. You pit them against each other and say one only one of you could win. That's some bullshit. Y'all guys owe them. Fucking, you know, they should be grandfathered in for Oscars. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying she played Martin Luther King's wife. Rosa <laughs> Parks, way like she played historical figures, way. Like, she play Big, I think she played Biggie's mom. I'm, I'm yeah, she played Biggie's mom, sway. The tallest mom. <laughs> She, she was everybody's mom and auntie. Oh God! Like, bruh, what the hell? She, what's love got to do with it? Got to do with it? She plays. She saying that. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it's emotion. She definitely deserved her flowers. I feel like this is going to be the topic of discussion for a week. I just hope, man. I just hope it doesn't ruin Wednesday. Yo, the memes. Yeah, they've gotten no. Like when, when when Angela's face said it all. Like yeah. I was like, man. Yeah, they were trying like, to drag what, her for her reaction. I'm like, that doesn't seem fair. I mean, like, bro, like, what? Well, who's a perfect she reaction? To play? What the hell are you supposed to say? Yeah, what are you supposed to? What are you supposed to do? Like, like, who? Who else can she play to get an Oscar? Like, I'm not like, like Michelle Obama. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna play. She's she's gonna play at eighty. She's gonna play thirty year old Angela Bassett, starting her acting career. <laughs> And then they're gonna give it to the girl who played younger, ver- like the kid version of her. They're gonna give it to her best actress. <laughs> She's like, what the hell? Oh, I'm deceased. I'm oh, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Here's hope in the no. but you, it's, it's right. right what you say. Like with that, she was it was an incredible. She had a lot of scenery to chew in the sense that they were get. She got a lot of the movie to herself. It, um, you know, with the with the loss of Chadwick Boseman, and one argues with that amount of real estate in a film, and with that amount of acting, like you said, what uh, what would be the thing to, you know, what would be the role to get it if not this one? So, yeah, obviously, everything, everything, all at once was a, was a sentimental favorite. But oh, uh, yeah, it took the world yeah. by storm. Like literally, I was like, "Oh, Auntie from Shang Chi." Yes, yes, because she'd been out here for a long time in the acting game. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I ain't trying to shade her for somebody else either. You understand? Know that's a weird position now. Yeah. A lot of these people haven't gotten what they what they deserve, and like now we're at a point where we're gonna start, you know, splitting hairs, and you know. Uh, Angela Bassett is officially in the Leo category. Well, well, Leo made the category, but he's out of it now because Revenant. But like, he, she, she's in there. Like, yeah, the star-studded actor that still doesn't have an Oscar to this day. 
that would blow your mind if I told you, like, hey, did you know this person have an Oscar? No way. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, how you can't get more high profile than an MCU film, you know? So yeah, especially in this day and age, yeah. But it's like that as it goes to show, like comic book like like unless you're Joker, it's really you have to do some really groundbreaking, stealing, destroying, like ro- acting, like method acting to get an Oscar from a comic book movie. Yeah, but that's all I've got for the news, yo. It's been real. I'm gonna go back to the omniverse, the microverse, the <laughs> quantum realm, and possibly your mom's purse. <laughs> yeah, for some check, more Marvel news. <laughs> check check out uh, that. I'm seeing here we have a little bit of late Oscar news. Uh, it a turns out, yes, it turns out that uh yeah they missed a winner winner of uh best co-host of the major issues podcast a rob the marvel god ladies and gentlemen Yo! Oh, oh my god thank you so much that's my big ticket i know yesterday shit though but thank you so much <laughs> and that <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> was a rob the marvel god bringing us the news Empower is an American television docu-series for Disney+. Plus. Each episode showcases the female creatives and fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They dropped four episodes highlighting the women of Wakanda, Gamora, the Scarlet Witch, and Captain Marvel. What did you think of this little love letter to the women of the MCU? I was not expecting so much just in-depth uh interview and just uh emotion and yeah. just what dr- just what just drives these uh actors to get up in the morning and do what they do i didn't realize how much like it takes for them for real for real it really opened my eyes to see like like and especially the animation how they how marvel animated their story as they were telling it yeah. it really just made me feel for them i don't know how to explain it it was just like wow this is a beautiful story that's really happening even though it's just about the the actors talking, but I'm like, yo, they're inspired by their own characters that they play, and it's just, it just made me feel really good. Like it's a really inspiring, beautiful, in depth look at all these actresses these, that play these strong, beautiful, powerful female characters. I highly recommend a lot of people to watch it because you know, who doesn't love Scarlet Witch? Who doesn't love Gamora? Who doesn't love Monica? Like who doesn't love these characters? For, for who doesn't love Okoye? Like in yeah. Let's talk a little bit about uh, these episodes. I've taken no notes. It's all right off of the cuff. So we'll talk about the women of Wakanda. Um, one of the things yes, that is. that bugged me out was I was like, oh, so um, you know, Okoye didn't just wake up and was famous because the very first time I saw her, and again, for all the flowers you give her for Okoye, I think people really seriously forget about Michonne. Like you put those two up, people don't get those two humongous roles where they are a force of nature immediately when you very first see them um hearing deny talk about where her uh her name comes from and uh people not getting it right and having to kind of stand on her own soapbox and be like no yeah i could get this right and yeah i will get this right like i'm not gonna lower myself or change myself because you can't seem to figure it out um that was really really cool stuff i i I, uh really appreciated getting an outsider's perspective on that and you were talking about when you hear these stories and um how they influence other people it almost begs the question like who could get mad at this (laughs) 
like I, I saw. I didn't love Captain Marvel, but when I watched the Captain Marvel Empower, it went up a little bit in my in my mind. It went up a little bit in my mind. I don't have to love it, but like if it does something for somebody else, I'm totally down for that. How could you see that and be like, oh well, they and yeah, and like relax, everybody, everybody relax. <laughs> And see, that was like the biggest thing for me as well, because it literally, Marvel does do that. They make something for everyone. And even if you don't enjoy Captain Marvel, just as a fan, you have to feel some type of way when you see this story inspire someone else. You know, what kind of person are you to say, no, this is terrible. And then you see how the kids are responding to it around you, cheering, hero, wanting to be that hero, being inspired to be strong and brave and courageous. And the fight for the little guy. Shout out to Ant Man Three. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm no white knight, but I often wonder how these men sound to the women that love them when they're online. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, MCU, and it's like, <laughs> like I assume they don't have any. <laughs> well, that's a good assumption to make, but sometimes you know, like they end up in these situations. Um, the, all these episodes were short; they're about thirty five minutes long, so it's about a two hour watch if you watch it through. Um, it was in Empower that I found out that our girl is it Ruth Baker? Is that her name? Or did I get that oh. completely wrong? No, it's Ruth. Uh, I don't know where I got Baker from, right? Ruth Carter. Hmm. Ruth Carter. It it was in Empower that I found out that Ruth Carter was the first black person to ever win an Oscar for, um. Oh, you're talking about other auntie for Black Panther? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Ruth E. Carter. Yeah, Ruth E. Carter. Um, won, I found out in Empower that she had won the first one. And then last night she won uh, another one. I was like, yeah, right. yeah, get it. I ain't mad. I know you even more now than I did last time. So now I'm, I'm rooting for you more. Um, what, I, what I also thought was pretty interesting and this is something that you know as a comic reader they said they had to move dora milaje away from being like a yes my king you know like almost subservient yeah they they changed a lot with the dora and i appreciated that yeah they um they took away their bathing suits and gave them actual (laughs) full length like armor armor. hey in the comics that didn't make sense like the yeah they were badasses but they like were literally were just in for lack of better words, bikini, scaly clad, just just wearing like just loincloth stuff. Yeah, no, it makes sense in the movies. Put them in fully vibranium armor, you know, with the spears, you know. Yeah, it makes way better sense in the movies. Yeah. But I love that they were saying that like all the women that were behind the scenes of Black Panther um, were able to provide like emotional support for Ryan Cougar. Like they were all like his mom. Like they they all had like a, a oh, mom yeah. mentality with trying to get the project out and have it have you know emotion and have it mean something. Um, that was really interesting because when I think of the movie, I think of it being a labor of love from Ryan Coogler. I didn't realize how many women were actually not only in charge of huge aspects of this film, but saw it to the end. You know, whether it whether it's the set designs, whether it was old girl who went to actual South Africa to document the architecture and the mountains and stuff like that. I'm saying they're like, what? This is crazy. Um, Right. It's also crazy that it took to 2018's Black Panther to have a like majority like 
like black cat like cast and production and all like female crew you know yeah it took the 2018 black panther for that to happen <laughs> the thing that always bugged me out about that is they it's often said we didn't know how much this was going to impact and it's like because no one's ever tried that's why i don't know if the first time y'all tried look what happened like the whole world was talking about that film um same thing with wonder nice. woman the first wonder woman film had never happened wonder woman is as old as superman that's 80 years of not never trying and then they try and they go who would have thought no one because you never tried it <laughs> it's your fault you ain't never try it um so yeah i i really liked um the wakanda of it all um hearing angela bassett talk as somebody who's dealt with not only sexism but racism right somebody who are on, on both sides of that and all of a sudden she becomes the most renowned figure in this universe of wakanda she is queen mother she is ramunda and um just like yeah, you said the, the set designs the the wardrobe all of that stuff um for the first the time people didn't, yeah they didn't have to for the first time people can see people that look like them but in positions of power and positions of royalty and positions of of um authority as opposed to the same tried and true like we that's the thing that always bugged me out is that we live in a world in this world and the mcu like i said talking tree raccoon all that kind of stuff but like black people <laughs> like that's still a wait a minute <laughs> like wait what what there's blue people serious? there's green people <laughs> you know rex cole could come back he's red but all of a sudden yeah it's a big issue with uh the black panther of it all but um i'm glad that majority of the negative discourse i'm glad that it was as good of a movie as it was because if it was mm. a notch below people would be dragging it like they used to drag up oh my god um oh my god i'm so glad that it was almost undeniable all they can do now is say ps2 cutscene at the end that's all they got that's all they got because everything else is on the money and it took a, a brilliant group of women both in front of and behind the camera to uh, make that happen obviously like i said you know uh pro props go to chadwick boseman obviously props go to uh, ryan coogler but this is about celebrating the unheard and the unseen the women behind the scenes that got this stuff done. So I really, really liked that episode of Empower with uh, the Wakandans or Wakanda Forever. Um, the next one was Captain Marvel, which it, I, I my favorite part of that was watching the young, the old Air Force pilot from 19, whatever, 1993, talk about like, they were asking her like questions. She's like, I would just do what my male counterparts would do. <laughs> like, they were like, <laughs> like female centric questions and she's like i don't understand what any of this has to do with anything um right and some like fun facts like it was like uh, like basically it's a recent modern history when women could be fighter pilots and soldiers for real for real yeah like, and carol man you want to talk about a, a woman character that's been drugged through the mud she basically wore uh, boots bro. and a bathing suit for her entire her entire career literally as miss marvel just a, a one one's, piece spandex <laughs> with a, a sash yep. and some thigh high leather boots. Yep. And, and elbow yep, high yep. gloves. Oh, yeah. And they had a gloves and a mask. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that was her. And before then, she was just, you know, um, she would just follow behind Captain Marvel as Miss Marvel, you know, right behind him. Hey, you know, don't forget me. Yeah. And then, right. And oh, yeah. And the red and blue get up. <laughs> yeah. And then when he dies, they put her in a 
like she gets that weird pregnancy angle with that Oof. that alien, and then Rogue gets her, and she becomes comatose. Then she gets out of that, becomes a drunk. You understand? So like, people really don't realize the rehab that Kelly Sue DeConnick did to that character. You know, when she created it higher, further, faster, that a complete overhaul um, to the character that we know now. That flight suit. That was the first thing, right? Putting her in that flight suit, which looked amazing on screen. Um, one of the things I loved the most about the Captain Marvel Empower was hearing the editor talk about the cut that she kept in of Brie Larson shedding a tear. Um, when she says, like, I am... My name is Carol. I think it was, this is the actual line. And she talks about how it's a callback all the way around because the entire film men are telling her that she's too emotional and um they decided to use this moment of her being able to still be strong but drop a single tear to show the vulnerability of women but also the strength of women which i thought was really cool that was really cool also uh, uh side note to that i did love the uh, one part they put brie larson in the jet to make her experience those g-forces in the jet you know just to get that feel of the thrill like you're about to play this character so you know this is how it feels to go that fast, to go higher, further, faster, baby. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, for like, and, and I want to squash this right now. I've heard some rumors that saying like Brie Larson was hard to work with and that she's been difficult to work with behind the scenes. And they're like, no, 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 no. Y'all hear it right now. Brie Larson, Kamala Khan, and uh, Monica, uh, what's her name? Uh, Tahana Harris, Tiana Harris. They have all been phenomenal working together backstage. They've been great. They've been getting nothing but praise and just all the accolades. Look yeah. forward to the Marvels. It's going to be great. It's going to be a nice like follow up to you know Guardians, Loki, or Secret War, Secret Evasion, Loki. You know, look forward to it in November, y'all. Yeah, and um, Iman Vellani is still incredibly wholesome. She's still innocent to all of this. It's cool to watch her accept her role as Miss Marvel on Zoom when they told her that she was oh, Miss Marvel. That was pretty cool. I was jealous. Um, I was jealous because I was like, man, if I was, oh, if I got that call in high school, bro, I would have dropped everything. <laughs> and like, they actually have pictures of her reading comics when she was younger. Like, you know, she's this is not she's not a a, a made up fangirl for this role. No, she this actually cares about this kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I, I do think that they are in a position to learn from each other, the three of them, you know? I really do think that yeah. we're living at it in a time where, I mean, Captain Marvel broke a billion dollars. So as far as the success goes, I believe, I don't even think Wonder Woman broke a billion dollars. I got to uh, check that. Almost. DC's first billion close. dollar film was Aquaman. Bruh. Wow, the yeah. the one character everyone made joke jokes yeah. for like yeah. the longest amount of time. Yeah, BBS oh, never wow. BBS didn't get to a billion. Uh, nothing else did. Um, so yeah, um, I was oh, surprised. How many billion dollar movies? <laughs> I I was surprised we didn't get a Black Widow episode, but I can only right? chalk oh, that yeah. up to. I can only chalk that up to. Um, <laughs> She's coming back. Weird... No, I thought it was because of that weird, <laughs> you know, suing Disney because of the the money from Black Widow. Oh yeah, going on. The, yeah, the distribution rights. Yeah, she was getting paid off for 
because getting streamed. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, because Black Widow deserved one. I didn't even think about it until you just said it. Like she, she does definitely. Uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Like, what the hell? She went out her own. Just a, just a little weird. Um, a little bit, a little bit, because there's enough footage of her, and you can throw Florence in there, you know. Yeah, Maybe Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. Come on now. I was, I was also surprised there was no wasp. Oh yeah, like what? Wait a minute. <laughs> but also, she supposedly pissed people off because she was like anti-vax or something. Uh, oh, don't, don't, Lord. don't. Uh, what is it? Don't quote me. But that was the rumors that were going around for some time. But uh, oh, I thought it was because of her hairstyles. Could be that. Too. <laughs> the third episode tackled the Scarlet Witch. Yes, I would. Wa- I want people to just one. watch this. To be honest, like not th- to watch this and don't watch the others. But this was my favorite because it was so in. It was so tied into every single of her betray- portrayals. It's almost as if Wanda Maximoff has never had a wasted appearance. It's all been to move her to where she is now. And when you put that all together, yeah. the way they did in that episode, and when they literally use the uh, stages of grief to lay out the episodes of WandaVision, I'm sitting here like, wow, you talk about the grand scheme of the MCU, very little characters have this much laser focus as to where they're going to go and what Gosh. events are going to turn them to where to, to being here. Um and so I uh, really she has really, literally one of the greatest character arcs in the MCU, just just alone. Yeah, Whew. and so we're the, still not done with her. Yeah, to the <laughs> point that um the her episode ended with a like a a number to call for mental health because she is the pillar. She is the right the prime example of how too much trauma can push you over the edge if you don't have support systems if you don't have a place to go people to talk to and those things are gone from wanda when we see her in multiverse of madness um so being able to track her entire journey from somebody who was dying for revenge then then uh dying for revenge with her family then losing that family in quicksilver then gaining a family in the avengers then splitting that family in half and being told by certain members of that family that she's dangerous and needs to be locked away you know um falling in love with something that shouldn't give love back or shouldn't make her feel as seen as she did having that taken away from her you know um all of it they really drag you through um scarlet witch's life and almost ask you how you could consider her you know weak or 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 dramatic or any of the, any of it like how could you look at her and be like oh no she's an out and out villain given everything that we've seen um i i i thought this was um really well done and i do think that she's one of their better female characters in the mcu currently yeah, same. Exactly. And I'm glad that we're, we're not done with her. Like, we're going to see more of her in, like, Coven of Chaos and her solo project that's going to come out. Like, because, like like you said it, like, I didn't know until they said, it, like, the, the stages of grief were all throughout WandaVision. And I was wondering why, like, each ending was different, why she intro, like, she sounded different and got sadder each time, you know, and I'm like, oh, 
she's going through the wow yeah and just and just off of her performances it's just great to see her portray this character and she oh my god just the tragedy the drama the the pain the loss elizabeth olsen kills it as scarlet witch i can't see no other character playing her no actress playing her i can't right yeah I and mean, it's <sighs> it's one of those things where it's a complete story we don't get many of those in the MCU for various reasons. There's a lot of characters like Hulk fans would die for this kind of character progression, right? Man. <laughs> they would die for this kind of like, oh my god, you took from this book and this book and this book. Um, we we're we're living in a in a. I, I I was actually thinking this as I'm watching that episode. I said to myself, I said, we are living in a world where they kind of practically absolutely nail Scarlet Witch, like that they, they in in the multi what is it, in the vast calculus of the multiverse. They could have gotten that wrong so many times, bro. Absolutely so many times. Um, but they they chose not to. And they chose to give her that depth. And Elizabeth Olsen rose to the occasion as well. So um, congrats to all of that. And then hearing women say, like, without a doubt, like, my favorite character is Wanda Maximoff, is Scarlet Witch, for being able to deal with the things that she was able to deal with and come back and stuff. And, um, yeah. I, I I loved it. This was my favorite episode of uh, Empower. Damn, I hope they have some more uh, episodes because some, some more characters definitely spotlight or just having more background or just origin added to them. I don't know. You know, Pepper needs a little bit with Tony. Wasp needs um, some love. Where's Black Widow and Yelena? Come on, we need it. Like, come on, give it to us. Yeah. Hopefully we get to see some more, you know. Uh, as they go forward, introducing more characters in the MCU. I, wow, maybe I might be. Uh, uh, so the next one is Gamora. <laughs> Zoe Saldana is the executive producer of this series. Any chance she wasn't always the executive producer of this series? Any chance that we had heard somewhere down the line last year or two years ago that uh, Scarlet Witch was going to be helming a project for the MCU and uh, not Scarlet Witch, um, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Remember that? Mm. That Scarlett Johansson was heading something for the MCU and then that just kind of went by the wayside and then Zoe Saldana uh, got this and there's a whole Gamora episode. Nothing against Gamora, but I feel like you do Widow before Gamora. Right, you do Widow before all of them, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, but let's give Gamora our flowers because that's what this episode was about. Yes. Um, what did you think of the Empower about Gamora? I did. I loved it. I loved it. I did not know Zoe Zaldana. Well, one, I didn't know she got bullied in high school because I'm like, or just in growing up, it's like, yo, how would you bully her? But it's just <laughs> yes, a joke. Yeah. People. People will find any way to talk shiz about anyone or anything. Yeah. And that I didn't know that she came from dance. I I used to dance back in the day. So like and when she explained how to express herself when there was no when you couldn't find words or at the time or whatever, you she expressed herself through dance and I thought that was beautiful because that sometimes you just have to just move, let the universe, the energy just flow through you and you just do whatever. And like dancing is kinda like martial arts. You know, it it's go they kinda go hand in hand almost. And and I felt that. I felt that with her. And it was overall just a beautiful episode, honestly. Just a nice in depth look in both 
Nebula and Gamora's characters, considering like where they came from, how Thanos treated them, and like and how they were able to put their own personal experiences into the character to give them more life, especially how like Gamora like just is always, uh, for lack of better words, like she's always just in the moment, you know? Yeah. And like Zoe brings that, like Zoe Zedar brings that to the character, just like, in the moment, always here. Ripped and ready to go at any moment. Stay ready. Never got to get ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked um, hearing her say that she brought dance into her fighting style. Uh, um, almost inviting the enemy to come like a bullfighter. And then using dance yeah. to make it uh, make her, her strikes more elegant. Um, I, I really, really like that. And then I, I like them dissecting the whole thing between Nebula. Because I've never heard it put this way before. And sometimes... Like, sometimes you need things put plainly so that you can kind of see for them for what they are. But I never once thought, oh, he's separating the two women because if they ever got together, they could kill his ass. And I was like, oh. Ah. And the way that they put it there is like these two incredibly powerful top-of-the-line assassins always made to, to think that the other one's out to get them by their father. You know what I'm saying? Like, always, always, people like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, Gamora is better or whatever. You know, like, always, always little digs constantly to let them know that they're not on the same side. Um, and when they flesh out their arc with James Gunn, and James Gunn damn near cries at the thought of Nebula hugging Gamora, I'm like, yeah, I care about this, man. I mess, I mess with that. I really do. Like, you have to. Bad. That's the only time it bleeds through the screen is if it bleeds off the paper. The only time it bleeds off the paper is when it comes out of your heart. And um, that sibling rivalry, I, I've, I've had rivalry with siblings for very dumb reasons. I've had rivalry <laughs> for stuff that had we just spoken up about it, had we just been like, you know, that was a dick move at 15 that you did. You know, people are like, oh, well, I did it because I thought it was the only thing I could do. You understand? Know and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, I guess, huh. I guess we're not so different or whatever. It changes instantly. And um, watching Gamora, Zoe Saldana, and Karen Gillian um, as Namora, Namora, Nebula dance, <laughs> like, like, like dance between takes and do videos together and talk about how they right, yeah, oh my become God, friends. The <laughs> yeah, how they become friends through the role and stuff. Because I remember Karen Gillian, like, again, talk about flowers. She, as soon as they told her about that role, she shaved her whole head. Like she was dead. You play Nebula. And Nebula in 2014, 13 is nobody. 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 Nobody's got the Nebula action figure. No one's cosplaying as Nebula. <laughs> no one's doing it. Right. No, one's doing it. I don't no one knew Nebula. about Nebula. And so for no one cared very, about Nebula. For a very beautiful actress, Karen Gillian, to shave her entire head, one of the most feminine parts of the female body. Um on a whim, on a roll. Now, now I know that she gets it pinned back, and you know they do the whole the whole bald cap. But that first one, man, she was down. Um, and hearing her talk about Zoe help her through stunts and stunt fighting was kind of cool too, because I'm like Zoe doesn't know too much, but she ended up learning. We were hearing that up with Ao, right? Ao in 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 the Wakandan episode that she was just like, I just started taking some like fighting. <laughs> classes and tickets up like just badass women becoming the top of the line in in what they want to do pushing the boundaries and then going on red carpets to see millions of little girls dressed like gamora dressed like um nebula so moving it's so cool it, it it's 
it's proof positive that the thing that you're doing has an effect. There's a lot of times, and even with this, I often say, we record these, I edit them, and then I just put them out into the world. How people take them, how they accept them, that's, you know, that that's on them. And on occasion, we'll get a, a review, and I get a little bit of, you know, a taste back of what people think of this. But most of the time, artists don't. They just put their art out, and they don't get you know, they don't get the satisfaction back 100% about how it meant to people. I feel like the people who yeah, get yeah. that the most are superhero people, are superhero actors. We talked about this last time. I, I Without a shadow of a doubt, Iron Man changed Robert Downey Jr. in my eyes. Um, it's one thing to piss off a bunch of people, a bunch of Hollywood execs, because you decided to have a, a long night drinking. And there's another thing <laughs> that you couldn't go to that 10-year-old's make-a-wish. Because you understand, because you were spending the night drinking. Those are two completely different sides of the coin, bro. And um, knowing that and watching these women share in the same adulation that the men used to be only reserved for the men. Because I doubt women were cosplaying as Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. You get what I'm saying? Like, she wasn't put on the same level as Batman. And and we're living in a world where these women are being put on those pedestals. Um, It was really, really, really cool to see that um, stuff. And really cool even to see how... The young Gamora actress, um, her talking about working through um, lines with Gamora and how comfortable and stuff that she felt. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I really, really like this. It was a great series. I really hope they make new episodes just to showcase and highlight some the, the female characters that need that spotlight and just the more come and more coming through. Like I, I see Kamala Khan probably getting her own and just a lot of the younger adventure characters you know these girls the girls have stories to tell too not just the women yeah yeah you know they're not just love interests right what if they own stories they can kick butt too <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I, like i said i thought that was a good a good um a good series to cover today uh and th- now we'll just off the cuff Kind of just talk about some pretty badass, awesome, amazing uh, female comic book characters. Give them their flowers. We obviously can't name everybody here, uh, but we should first and foremost talk about Wonder Woman. Diana Prince uh, created in Sensational Comics number one in January of 1942 by Charles Moulton and H.G. Peter. I watched the Professor Moulton's movie about the creation of Wonder Woman, and it is the horniest thing I've <laughs> ever had to cover for Comic Book Click. That includes sex criminals. It is the horniest... If, if you want to be informed about something in comics, but also watch something a bit risque, watch the Wonder Woman, uh, the Professor Moulton and his Wonder Women Um thing because he's ultimately a man who is married to a, a a woman who was a professor and they decide to let a young student into their marriage and they kind of are a three-person marriage <laughs> um and he he used the hard and serious and strong parts of his wife and the soft and supple and <laughs> sensitive parts of the uh the mistress to create that am i um, he's also credited on uh, creating the lie detector, which he then used as the lasso of truth for um, Wonder Woman. Um, he was wow. accused of, of injecting lesbianism into the comics because they were on an island full of women. 
Um, and she said suffering Sapphos, and apparently Sapphos was a female philosopher that was also a lesbian or leaned on those sides. And he's like, she's a strong woman. Like that, it can just be that. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> I'm making trying to make people lesbian or, or X, Y, and Z. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought that was really really cool to look back at some of the background of that character. Um, because ultimately, while she was created by a man, it was two women who how, who gave her every bit of her personality. And um, it it's it was never a you know, uh, Professor Moulton and then the two women in the kitchen kind of thing. They were all equals. He believed women were equal with him. It was his wife that allowed the other women to come in because them two were in love. The woman and the, 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 the student and the teacher were in love. And they also kind of liked the guy. So they uh, ended up getting together. He dies of lung cancer because he was chain smoking like everybody else in the 1940s or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, they go on to live together and raise their combined children until uh one of them dies at 95 wow. so literally women raising the generation so yeah i just wanted to bring that up because i saw that um over the course of these last two weeks want to give a uh, wonder woman her flowers obviously um linda carter gal gadot uh i'm blanking on the voice actress currently from justice league because she's the only one that matters <laughs> <laughs> but i remember her. we know her Yes, 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 yes. Real fans know her. Um, Yeah, so I just wanted to put that Wonder Woman out there. Who do you want to talk about? Who do you want to talk about? I want to talk about my favorite mutant. She's Queen of Morocco, Storm. We all know her, lover. Aurora Monroe. Like, uh, if you guys don't know, you're about to know now. She's a superhero, part of the X-Men team. In, in, uh, when, in May of 1975, in Giant Size X-Men, uh, created by Lynn uh, Wine and uh, Dave uh, Cockrum. Ah, Lynn Wine is, is the, he created, co-created Wolverine, I believe? Yeah. Uh, Storm was, is, she's a descendant from a long line of African witch priestesses. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's also a member of the fictional subspecies of humans, born with superhuman abilities. Known as na, 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 mutants, <laughs> she's all. If you guys don't know, Storm, it's in the name. She's able to control weather in any atmosphere on any planet that she's on. She's considered to be one of the most powerful mutants on the planet, and she is an Omega level mutant. Yep, yep. I love the character just uh, from the inception, from her tragic backstory, losing both of her parents. Uh, gaining claustrophobia, which is crazy. Like you have the ability to fly, you can go, you can do anywhere. But it's like that. That it's like a good dichotomy. Like you, your fear of small spaces, but you control like the thing that's the most vast thing to humans for real. The atmosphere, space, weather. Like it's just mm-hmm. a, and like it. She's proven time and time again that she is just a great character and a great leader. She can lead the X-Men. She can lead the mutant nation. She can lead Wakanda. She can lead the world. She can lead Mars. Like, Storm has been there since day one. Her costumes has been dope. Every style she's had has been A1 from the 80s punk rock to the 90s classic with the all-white getup to her just straight about to go to the Met Gala, like, Queen of Morocco look with the lightning ear wings and, like, with the, like, I love the character Holly Berry portrayed her. 
She dropped the accent after the first movie, but I still loved her regardless. <laughs> but I love it. she's just being like, I can't wait to see what the what she's gonna look like in MC. I hope she starts off young for the college junior, and if you see both characters grow together, here's hoping. But uh, yeah, it's been a great session flight on our girl Storm. She deserves it. She's been out here slaying it in House of Powers of House X. We spoke a or little House, bit. House of X. <laughs> we spoke a little bit about um, this character. Shortly, oh, yeah, who you about? Who you got? Who you got? Electra, man. Electra, ah, um, somebody who uses the inherent sexuality that's already in comics to kind of, um, you know, uh, not be seen for as deadly as she is. She is downright one of the most deadly female characters in Marvel history. Um, somebody who was able to lead the hand at one point, somebody who was able to become Daredevil. At one point, um, she was given her own series, uh, Electra uh, Assassin, which I believe was written by Frank Miller. She was actually created by Frank Miller in January of 1981. I've always just liked this character. I think she's she goes hand in hand with Matt Murdock and kind of taunt like um, brings out the worst in him on occasion. <laughs> yeah, but like the good the good bad side of him. Yes, because yeah, he's such a goody two shoes. The usable bad, the usable bad side. Like he, she's the one that wants him to cut school. She's the one that wants him. Yeah, right. Uh, right. You know, coming to school with your shirt on, on in pants. You know, yeah, we can have one like, more beer. I know you work tomorrow. You can have one more beer. Like she's always that <laughs> one. But when push comes to shove, she's also all about herself. She's all about covering yeah. her own ass and all that kind of stuff. What I'm dying for, if we're if we're moving away from Elodie Young, who played her in. Um, in on netflix i believe jennifer gardner played her in the daredevil television series yeah one thing that we're missing is we're missing that trademark hair bro where's that big old electra fro at maybe we need an afro latina to come in here play electro or maybe who's actually greek because every depiction i've ever seen her in you got the fro you got the little bandana right, she has a lot of hair like yeah you mentioned it and i'm like huh yeah, like, <laughs> like old girl who plays the the scarab in in Moon Knight. You know something oh, like that. Yeah. Let's, get, let's get some oh volume out God. there. Let's get Yo. some volume out there, man. Because every we all seen the 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 straight haired stuff. If anything, you're you're kind of taken away from the ethnicity, right? By forcing all your lecturers to have straight ponytails. Um, you yeah, know, let's, 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 uh, let's get those curls out here. Curls for the girls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Electra, bro. Want to bring Electra up. Thanks. I feel it. I feel it. I'm about to show some mutant love. Actually, I got a lot of mutant love on my list. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm going to put these two together just for the sake of it. But Mystique are you, and you, Are you mutant and proud, bro? Oh yeah. Mutant and proud. Let's go. Every, hey, never forget Utopia. Never forget Genosha. Never forget the X Mansion all ten times. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Mystique and Rogue together. Just just offer Rogue's like introduction into the comics and how it shows how tactic like just I don't know how to start this off. Mystique and Rogue, ever since they first appeared in the comics, they were villains, but their arcs throughout time, throughout the Marvel comics has been just insane. Because just, just from the naming session in the beginning, they hold the Avengers. Rogue soloed the Avengers 
broke Blob out and then reformed the Brotherhood of Mutants with the help of her at the, uh, well, no, still girlfriend, wife, wife, Destiny. And at the time, like, I didn't, you know, that was like a big thing that she was in a oh, whole yeah, right. lesbian relationship. That was huge at the time, for real, for real. And to see that portrayed in comics, like, just out there, proud, you know, right in her face. Like, she's unapologetic because, you know, it's mystique. She don't give a damn what you think. She's going to kill you and keep pushing. <laughs> like, she's, right. everything she do, does is for the greater good of mutankind, no matter how bloody it gets. And, like, and I, I respect her resolve because she wants results. And same with Rogue. Oh my, and this might be the flip side of what I'm about to say, but for Rogue, her story, the tragedy of it all, just she that you can't be touched. You want to hug, you want to love, you want to personally connect, you want to be intimate, but you can't because you put him in comatose. Just that alone, to give that to that kind of character and, it's, and see where she came from like the single parent home, the abusive father. Uh, mother. All the <laughs> or I thought that, to be a mother, like, right? She she lied to her, right? Wasn't it Mystique who was like, yeah. Uh, by the uh, way, she I'm lied to her, and, uh, <laughs> and just like do all this jacked up stuff. But like you said, if you grow up, and I can even kind of put Rogue in the same world, a world that you're sort of familiar in, unfortunately. But when you're dealing with a 24 hour chronic issue, illness, pain. That can make you cold-hearted to the world real real quick <laughs> to be dealing yeah. with an invisible and that's what she's dealing with she can't touch nobody she deals with that every day every single day when when other people are like i've had a rough day she can't hug nobody she can't kiss nobody she can't shake nobody's hand and she gotta live with that and knowing that she can never be embraced makes you not want to be embraced and next thing you know you out there saying yeah i'm rogue and i'm and you're Taking Carol Danvers' powers and all that kind of stuff. It, Man, right? Wanda, it took a family in the X Men to show Rogue that she could be something other than what she thought she could only be, which is a villain, someone hurt by the world. So you want to hurt the world in in response. Yes. And she was given a better purpose through family, through loved ones, and through other powerful women on the X Men who made her feel welcome. You know, so I Rogue is a perf a perfect character that embodies how sometimes our surroundings make us think we have to be a certain kind of person, but when we meet our people, the people we're meant to meet, um, how those things can change. And that's that goes for men and for women, and it's exceptional that they did that with a woman instead of just, you know, telling the same stories that they normally tell. Thanks. I can't wait to see her in the MCU. Oh man, it's gonna be so great! Have you seen people already? <laughs> already want Jenny Ortega to play everything, <laughs> so they're already talking right? about. Right, <laughs> like, man, no, keep her as White Tiger, man. She's perfect for White Tiger. She gets to grow with the role. We get to see her in her own thing, maybe, possibly. It's perfect. You can say White Tiger. <laughs> for for my next one, because I something is telling me that you don't have many DC people on your list, so I'm yeah. gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and go with. Bad girl, my girl, Barbara Gordon. Hey, Barbara, let's go, Barb's. You, it's 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 hard to be a millionaire and still manage to keep your secret identity from important people. But imagine being in the same house as the commissioner of the police <laughs> and still managing to fight crime. One of the smartest women in all of the DC uh, universe, Barbara Gordon. 
who I believe the character was originally created for that that television series, which is why they were so scared about the She-Hulk. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh. <laughs> so, right. oh, man, wow, yeah. Yeah, that's why they were like, oh, uh, wait a minute. Um, yeah, the, her first appearance in comics is, is in April of 1961. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Barbara Gordon. Obviously, there's been other iterations of Batgirl. Um, Stephanie Brown, I believe, played her for a bit. Cassandra Cain, you already know how I feel about her. But Barbara <laughs> Gordon, a uh, Barbara Gordon being a actual factual uh, ally, not you know, not the oh boys, you know, version of the character. But, um, her actually getting in the in the nitty gritty. I read her year one with um, uh, Firefly. Really, really good stuff. Um, but yeah, man, you can't talk about Bad Girl without talking about Killing Joke, um, where she gets paralyzed, and you would think that um, that would be the end for a character like her. You know, if she's if she if she's a pretty woman and she's not she can't be that anymore. What can else can she be in comics? Instead of just shelving her, they decided to revive her as a character who's living with a disability, which so many people and women already are. So instead of throwing those people away in real life, they gave them someone to root for in Barbara Gordon becoming Oracle and basically yes. becoming the woman in the chair for a whole, another host of female superheroes in the birds of prey, you know? So a woman that helps other women, a woman that um, helps other men, <laughs> a woman who can give it just as hard <laughs> as her men counterparts, um, but also has the ability to be sweet and be, um, sensitive to other people's matters she's a brilliant daughter to commissioner gordon and a brilliant member of the bat family um there were some people who there was even like a, a bit of a backlash when the new 52 started and she can she was back to being batgirl right because now you've taken away yeah. that that disability character from so many people you can tell them oh no yeah you just put a chip in and now she's good, <laughs> you know. What does that do to a whole host of people who don't have that opportunity? That's why this representation matters. That's why we're doing this episode here because there's so many characters that um, not only represent the female experience, which is already something alien to me, but the human experience, which is which is something that I am a part of. But they are able to encapsulate both of those. A lot of the women that we're talking about uh, here tonight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Next up, I have uh, well, some more mutant love, Jean Grey. <laughs> hey, man. Can't man, man and, uh, first appearing in X Men number one back in 1963. We all know her. We all love her, Miss Jean Elaine Grey. Elaine, Elaine, Elena. Anyway, uh, <laughs> aka the Phoenix, White Phoenix. Uh, pff, white Phoenix of the Crown. Well, we could go Marvel Girl. Well, 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 like uh, well, well, well. <laughs> Jean Jean Grey Summers. If you if you read some com some comics, you know I love to hate Jean Grey, and it's because of the movies. The movies. How do you not once? But she's died not once, but twice in comics. But one not once, but twice. The dark, her most well known storyline was murdered on screen. So it's like double like tragic for the character for me. <laughs> but in all honesty, she's probably one of the, if not one of the most powerful women in comics, like Marvel comics. Just 
off of just the Phoenix alone and her story, the love stories between her and Scott, the triangles with her and Logan and the other triangle with her and Emma and Scott, like just her opening up her own school, who, her leading the uh, mutants, her just everything about the character and like encapsulates what it means for me, like what a woman not should aspire to be what, what could a, a woman could be potentially like, you know, just in general, like there's a, anyone can be anything, but if a woman, if I would describe a woman, I probably would describe Jean Grey. Like she's intelligent, smart, cunning, beautiful. Her children are badass. Like her husband's a badass. The, I don't know what else to say about the character, except just, I really hope they do it right in the MCU. And that if they decide to clone her, <laughs> good oh, God, yeah. I really, they hope the clone saga is, is pretty dope. <laughs> so I'll put the cherry on top. Everything you said is 100% uh, correct about the character. Um, I, one of the greatest stories I've ever read to this day is the Dark Phoenix saga. It, it breaks my heart that we've yet to get a really good adaptation of it. Possibly the best would be the animated series because it took its time in various episodes to get it across. The Dark Phoenix saga might as well be a feminist tale. Because after months of being mentally abused by men, whether it's Charles Xavier or the mastermind, uh, Wingard, um, Jean snaps and does exactly what Jean wants to do. And she she is all over Cyclops because she wants to be all over Cyclops. You understand? Know she dumped doles his, his eye powers because she wants to kiss him. She feels like doing it. She destroys the planet. Cause she, she, the Phoenix needed more energy. Um, she's a woman tired of people telling her to watch what she's doing, watch what she's saying, who's tired of being pushed and pulled in various directions, who are tired of having parts of herself hidden from her because men fear what she would do with that power. Um, I don't think there's a bigger example of a woman breaking out of the chains of the patriarchy than the Phoenix. You know, you can get Wanda later on, I would say, but there's no way you didn't get that example from Jean Grey's arc with the Phoenix. Facts. Big facts. That's, uh, that's also out of my list, too, with Scarlet Witch. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, let's do Michonne. We were just talking about her, so let's keep talking hey. about her. Michelle, man, uh, just between Denai Guerrero's performance, if you've read the Walking Dead comic, she is nothing to be messed with. Um, an absolute powerhouse, a killer with a katana. Wasn't always that person, had to grow to be that person. And very similarly to how we were talking about with Rogue, she is a loner. She starts out as a loner. She's ready to book any place they go to. She's like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good. Y'all going to stay here because I'm... I'm head out. She needed to learn to trust again, learn to love again, and in doing so, becomes a uh, a three dimensional character who's not just bent on survival. And um, watching her go through that, and watching Denai be able to give the character that gravitas and that pathos makes the series better. Um, she's and as I said Daryl Dixon's cool. In another world, they would have just given a guy the sword, and that would have just been it, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like, oh, it's a cool samurai guy. The the, the katana-wielding dreaded black woman is not a very popular trope. Man. Right, with, with two jawless zombies in tow? Yeah. That, 
All Beautiful. That. that is badass. And that's how you first see her. She's in the cloak. She's got the two zombies on, on a leash in the cloak, both in the comics and the series. Um, but again, also shown her shown herself to be sensitive, um, uh, can be loved, can love, but can also cut your head off when, when it comes down to it. Um, trig, trigger warning: she is sexually assaulted by the governor in the comics. She is um, she's held captive and sexually assaulted. They found a way to not do that in the film. I mean, in the in the, in the TV show for whatever. Yeah. But um, they changed a lot. They changed a lot from the show for like for good or for for worse. But but but, but in doing so, that. she's the one who takes the governor's eye out. She's the the, the, the reason why the governor has one eye is because of Michonne. I do believe that that happened in the show. I think I do believe yeah. her. She stabbed him right in the eye in the show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, she's a badass. She leaves scars, uh, in case you want them, in case you want to, you know, mess around and find out she's there for you. So I got to talk about Michonne. Hey, that's what's up. I feel it like, Hey, Michonne needs all the love because Hey, not all like the strongest characters you know, have to have powers, you know, just off of how they carry themselves. Cause that's where the real power is. How yeah. true are you to yourself? And Michonne is definitely true to herself. She. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, my next one I have, uh, man, probably one of, if not the most tragic character in or f- comics. Shit, Wanda Maximoff. Yep. Good God, I. Oh man, I don't know where to begin with her. It's just from from live action to comics. It's just the character is wrapped in so much love, but also so much tragedy. She, yeah. Like her heart is so big. She she's been married to Vision. She's been married to Doom. She dated Wonder Man. Like she wants to love. She wants to give love to the world. But everything that she gets has always been manipulation, lies, pain, loss. But yeah. she still carries on as a mother, as an Avenger, as a, a sorcerer, like in line to be sorcerer supreme. Like and just from her origin, from being taken from her home, being <laughs> raised, being experimented on by the high evolutionary, and raised by a cow maid, dropped off in a Romani <laughs> village, Mount you know, Wonder just Wonder all Wonder. of it, <laughs> right? And, and then being a vessel for an elder god of Mount, like uh, of Cthone, yeah, to bring about the apocalypse. Like it's just so much of her. This is like, a day in the life of Wanda Maximoff. <laughs> Like, she, she wants to love, but people still hate her from M-Day. Like, yeah. the mutant population is, for lack of a better words, they're, they're doing good. They, they're immortal. They can come back. But, like, people still hate her for what she did. She, she's, like, the plague to them. Like, yeah. when you mentioned Scarlet Witch. Like, and, it, and it's crazy, but she still loves her people. Even though she's not a mutant, per se, no more, she still has those memories and all that those experiences, that kinship she made with her teammates of both on the Avengers and the X-Men. Like, she belongs to both worlds, too. She's an Avenger and an X-Men. Not that many villain, not that many people can say they were a villain, then didn't die to the Avengers and then joined the Avengers. Not that many people could do that. <laughs> yeah. But her and Quicksilver did. And, and I, just, I just have so much love for the character when, you know, I'm t- not even including the reality warping, and all that in the third and next is being of it all, but just her character alone, just how how much she can take and give back, not just in like in terms of power, but in love. You know, she yeah. can not get any love, but still she can still find it 
to still love her enemies, to have mercy for them, just or just her friends in general. She would do anything. Even, for yeah, them. even she with has. all the pain that she's felt, that she's felt, like you were saying. Yeah, it takes a hell of a heart to 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 freaking um to look past what you've been through to make sure somebody else is not going through the same thing. It's uh, it's powerful stuff. Um, I will do another DC character. I will do Mira because again, <laughs> I I don't think we have a actual factual good one in um <laughs> in DC currently. But Mira in the comics is a bit of a badass. She's not only royalty. But she has aquakinesis, which means that she can take all the water out of your body if she wanted to. She can pull it all out from your pores and kill you. Um, she can turn water around her into hard objects, like daggers and stuff like that. You saw a bit of this in Aquaman, if you've seen it, where she takes all the water out of the wine bottles and then creates like daggers and sends them off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but she can literally put her hand to your forehead and pull all the moisture out until you die. Like that's that's Bruh. that's where she's at right now, and she's in love with Aquaman. Um, but she was um a member of the team that tried to take down, I want to say, the Blackest Night, and she was given the Red Lantern ring. So you had like Mira all raged out, uh, going all crazy, which I always, wow. which I always loved. Um. She got got in Flashpoint <laughs> for yeah she did. <laughs> she got got in Flashpoint for messing around with Diana or objecting to Diana messing around with her boo. She got got, but um, uh, yeah, man. I just I just wanted Mirror to get her get her uh, just do. But let me see if I can actually find some. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Mira was created in 1963 um, by Jack Miller and Nick Cardi. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow, yeah. she's an old character. Woo. Yeah. 63. Older than Spider-Man. Older than Spider-Man. Uh, no, really? uh, by a year younger than Spider-Man. Sorry. So for as long as wow. he's been out there thwipping, she's been out there swimming. <laughs> it's important to know, man. Important to know. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. I like that. Uh, let's see. Who do I have next? Uh, uh Gamora. We talked about her uh, empire, the deadliest assassin in the universe in Marvel Comics. We talked about her empire, but Gamora. I want the highlighter for just a little bit. We all, you know, daughter of Thanos, mm -hmm. got her species halved, lost her parents, been out here just trying to find her way in the universe, but also find and also in doing so, finding a family and learning to love again, learning to trust, learning to hope again, and and you know her learning just not from herself from her own personal loss, but learning from other people around her. Like their how they had a loss was helped her become a better person, mm -hmm. you know. Because you know they all realized like you're not alone. You you can have a new family. So, you know, as long as you love each other, trust each other, have each other's back, that's your that's your family right there. Like I just want to you know say shout out to Gamora. You know, 
She wasn't a dick forever. She was a dick. But not <laughs> and she's a badass in the comics, too. Absolute, oh, yeah. absolute, uh, absolute badass. Oh, yeah. They talk about those story arcs, like, from, uh, I guess, in recent years with Infinity Wars, when she, she literally had took the Power Stone. After Thanos came back in his most powerful form, after coming from the well of uh, gods or the, the well of creation, mm-hmm. got all his power back times, too. She pulled up on him with the Power Stone in the Infinity Blade, I think, capitated him and just went on a complete swath collecting all the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Gamora's a badass. <laughs> if you didn't know. Ain't no way around it. I, I hope she gets a lot to do in the next one. We'll be dealing with a, a more a more serious, you know, one that doesn't have the emotional attachments to the, our, even our crew. So that'll be interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be real interesting. Like a more that has no emotion for the for this talking rat in this tree and this goofy looking pervy pervert dude. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk women without one of the longest standing women in DC history, but somebody who I can never ever really tell what their age is supposed to be, and that's Raven <laughs> in DC. <laughs> Because she yes. seems to be whatever age they want her to be, because she could be on the Titans or not on the Titans. She was created on um in October of 1980 by Marv Wolfman and uh George Perez in the uh DC Comics Presents number 26, which if I'm not mistaken is the debut of the Teen Titans. Um she mm. is the person that brings them all together under the guise of like um you know, I, 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 something's coming, something big is coming. So I have to bring all these people together. Um, so yeah, the, the daughter of the worst person possible, like the daughter of, um, Trigon, who's like the devil. Um, she has all this dark magic in her and she has this dark side to her, but she doesn't let it define her. She's an empath. So she feels the emotions around her and she's an integral part of the titans in any iteration look look around she's always on the team she's always um helpful and she's incredibly vulnerable similarly um she is somebody who was brought up one way thinking that that's the only way that she could be she's uh, just like gamora right daughter of the worst of the worst so you're just going to inherit that kingdom of of crap (laughs) um but yeah but she didn't let that define her she became a hero out in her in her outright um she got her own name now rachel roth which is a her fake civilian name um but yeah i just over i've always liked this character because her destiny seems to be set in stone but she refuses to abide by it she won't let anyone tell her what her lineage how her lineage dictates her destiny and um knowing that she could be both incredibly sinister like if she wants to, if you on her bad side and she needs to like handle you, what is you it? Don't get hit with them as a symptoms. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. And it's a rap. You will, you will, you'll be screaming until she wants you to stop. Um, but in the same sense, oh, God. she's a loving, caring member of her team. She is um, somebody that cares about the people around her and um always does her best to try to make the world a better place so i definitely wanted to highlight raven dope 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 uh let's see 
I wanted to highlight Harley Quinn. Probably one of the most beloved DC characters introduced on an animated show and then became just beloved throughout the comic books. Probably had more iterations and variants done across all media ever since she was introduced. She stood side by side next to every hero and villain alike. Just the, 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 the poster child, the definition of surviving and doing better like of a of a of abusive relationship, like in on all honesty, like people who like glorified and said like Harley Quinn and Joker's relationship was like his goals. No, 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 no. Only hot no. topic and the Suicide Squad twenty seventeen. Want you to believe that? Because <laughs> right. they were trying to sell his and her eyeliner back in the day, so they were trying to right. Like no, no, no. You pick up a comic book. There's nothing but. Just a lack of better words, abuse. It's just abuse, and it's it's because they're crazy, or she's cra- like like I to survive everything she's went through, being shy, electrocuted, throwing off walls, uses bait, throwing off planes, what like Joker's put her through the worst things. It's Joker. You can use your imagination, and he's probably put her through it, and she survived it. Told this yeah. man like I'm done with you. I don't need you. This that I can let stand on my own. Da 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 da. It takes a lot because that's Joker, people. It's Joker. Would you tell off Joker? She had a PhD. Would you? Max. Like most Batman's villains. Yes. I'm saying that you can't get smarter smart than that. Too. You know, you can't get smarter than that. She just, Joker had his ways. Um, but it doesn't take long My for her to realize. Yeah, that she's meant yep. for more. And although it is a hard breakaway, she hasn't been with him in comics for about 15 years. Uh, it's 2023, so it was uh, back in, like, 2000, what was that, 8? No. I would say... Was it 2008? New 52's uh, 2011. Okay. Oh, wow, yeah, no, it's, so it's been, yeah, 12 years. And it was a little bit before then, yeah, I would say that she was not, still not messing with him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah they, they, they've done a job, they've done a good job, um, throughout the mediums, keeping their distance, uh, because she is worth more than than how she sees him, which I think is why the character has become as popular as it has. Because love makes you do crazy things, and sometimes love yeah. makes you lose value in oneself, and um, you can find yourself in some, some pretty toxic, some pretty poisonous situations um, where it feels like you fell in a bad of chemicals, you know. Um, but. <laughs> You got to you got to remember who you are. You got to remember what you're here for. Because I do honestly believe that everyone's here for something, um, even if it's the pursuit of your own happiness. Um, and it, it was to the point where no matter what she did for Joker, it was never going to be enough. So I'm glad that she eventually figured that out. And now he has a new he has punchline. He has his new little fangirl. So all right, it all worked out for him. him. Oh, yeah, nice. But that's all I got for my list. Shout yeah. out! I highlight some of those uh, very powerful women. Yeah, I I will just say off the top of my head. Um, uh, let's go, uh, Jessica Jones for being a survivor. Um, and 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 honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Jessica Jones for being a survivor, dealing with that story. I've never seen um assault depicted in the way they did the show. Absolutely amazing. 
absolutely amazing. What a great job for Kristen Ritter to portray that. I thought the Alias series was really cool, very smart. It's pretty witty. Um, so want to give Jessica Jones her flowers. Uh, Spider Woman, pregnant superhero, pregnant superhero. Put that out there, man. Uh, still kicking uh, butt. Honorable right, mention: Captain Marvel surviving yes. what happened with Rogue and then surviving alcoholism. And, and surviving whole, terrible bat, terrible writers. <laughs> and getting assaulted by her future son so he can make his mom pregnant so he can give birth to himself. Whatever, she survived all, all that craziness. She survived binary, mention. bro. You gotta, you know. Oh my. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another I would mention. Power Girl. You get a yeah. clone of Supergirl. Deal with that. She was brainwashed. She was used as a weapon, as a deterrent for Superman if he went crazy. Supergirl saw her whole planet get blown up. Came here a bit late after Superman, but then has to, you know, fish out of water um, and has to take all of the knowledge of what she knows. Like, Superman doesn't know anything about Krypton. He was a baby. He don't remember nothing. She carries that with her every day. In every one of her yeah. adventures, she carries the fact that everyone she's ever known is dead. So, yeah, put that put that up there. Sue Storm. Like I said, Sue's great. She, uh, I love what she's evolved into. She's, she's, she's a boss. She's a boss as a character. She's a boss on that team. Um, and incredibly versatile. Um, uh, G. Willow Wilson, who wrote and created, uh, Mission Marvel. Sally, ah. Sally, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, who wrote for Captain Marvel. Um, Kelly Sue, I think also wrote with, Matt Fraction, what did they write together? I forget. But um, yeah, there's a litany of of amazing female characters, female creators, female artists, and I only think that it's gonna get bigger and better from here, right? Like the doors are nice. open now. Um, people can see people that look like them that 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 represent them out here. It, I'm not saying that it's easy, but I love the analogy given in the Empower. Uh, series where um, the woman who won the, the Oscars was talked about uh, smashing through glass ceilings and she says I don't care about smashing through the glass ceiling I want to break through the wall to let other people in and let them know and that's what it's about you know it, it makes no sense for one of us to make it and then cover up the hole right yeah. <laughs> like, then that happens that happens a lot bro that happens a lot um when know, they said like that, it made me realize like just wow, yeah, no, but yeah, we all need to eat. Not just one of us; everyone needs to eat. Yes, there, there was a time where if you were, you know, the black actress on the show, you were the only black actress on the show. So I could see it if you were if you had a case for downright monopolizing those roles i can see you being like i don't really need another you know <laughs> i'm not really trying to knock the walls down i get a lot of work as black cop black secretary black you know some people yeah, don't want yeah, to yeah. Those boundaries because that means less work for them and more people other people understand that if the more roles for everybody the more elevated roles for some people that's why viola davis is still killing it man the waller bring her ass up you know somebody who looks at superman straight in the face and be like and and what what that's a, that's a, Bruce Wayne, hey, you better stop your little your little group or what? Or what, my guy? And guess what? I'm still here, bat flecking your ass ain't. <laughs> so <laughs> who really won? <laughs> hey, big facts. Abandon the water. Big facts. 
but we'll be talking about this to the to the cows come home i really liked um going over this with you i really liked returning back to the major issues podcast it's 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 always home sometimes i can forget that with everything that goes on um we're all just adults trying to live our lives so continue if you if you saw empower if you believe in any of these powerful female women take a page out of their book uh, see life and provide mercy provide purpose provide grace to everything that you do and all the people that you interact with you never know the struggles that people have gone through to be where they are you, and, and that means anything you stop at a gas station you, you're there because you need gas the person next to you you don't know what they've been through all day to get to that gas station to get gas that day you understand every person in every walk of life at every interaction that you've met has a story and for the for a very long time, half of this world wasn't allowed to tell theirs because they had different genitals. And now we live in a world where they are being put to the forefront. And I think some of this stuff is trying to call women's bluff. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we'll do a female-led movie. Okay, so we'll do a female director. And then they knock it out of the park. So keep presenting right. challenges to demographics you think can't uh, rise to the occasion and watch them make home runs every single time but uh yeah that'll be our episode on uh empower and and female characters in comic books obviously there's way more to talk about but we'll save that for another day next week we'll be covering shazam fury of the gods and after that we'll be covering season one of the last of us and reading the four issue uh mini series that was a prequel for the last of us uh because we're stretching the definitions of comics and i don't mind it one bit um because there's a comic about last of us we're covering it on the major issues podcast we're gonna cover those issues and cover the series as a whole i just played the game it was an amazing experience so i cannot wait to talk about all that with all of you guys but you Guys, got to remember to find us wherever podcasts are found. Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, uh, YouTube, Spotify. Just type in Major Issues Podcast and we'll be the first ones to pop right up. Um, but if you don't want to go through all of that, you can definitely find every episode of the Major Issues Podcast on comicbookclick.com, which is where you can find articles written by us. I'm doing weekly Mandalorian breakdowns, so go ahead and check that out. By the time this episode drops, um, reviews of episodes 1 and 2 or chapters 17 and 18 should be out. So consider those. I have started watching, and this is news to you, I started watching Clone Wars. Uh, I have started watching Clone Wars, but I am watching it in the Disney chronological order. So it's been absolutely bonkers because at the end of every episode, I have to go, so which one do I do after this? Um, wow. But, but you want to talk about finally getting Anakin. Like, I finally, this is the Anakin we should have been seeing in all these movies. I don't know what Man. the hell they were doing all this time. Um, but hopefully, once I'm done with this, um, it just gives me more appreciation, and we'll we'll review it, bro. I'm down to fucking. I'm down to talk Clone Wars, bro. I, um, hey, so. I've already <laughs> binged it, where it's like I watch the episodes line up with the movies. Like <laughs> I, I've met uh, Domino slash Delta Troop or whatever, which means that that's the Bad Batch, isn't it? Aren't those? Aren't those? Aren't 
Aren't they the bad oh, bash? Oh, no, not yet. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, you ain't gonna be the bad, bad bash until way later. Because he says, because they say something like, we're nothing but a bad batch. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that the, are they saying that? Right. Like, they took that one line. They took that one line. They've added a whole new season with this minute and made a whole new show with that one line. Right. Domino yeah, Squad goes. So you're I saw that and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's the thing. In the chronological order, they make you go watch that Domino episode where they become, where they get, where they put 99 on the team. The old, the old, uh, I'm saying, this is all spoiling people. Get, just watch, <laughs> watch Clone Wars. I see, he's laughing on the major podcast. Watch Clone Wars, get on it. I'm trying to go through Clone Wars Rebels, get more of an appreciation so I can give you guys the best reviews of the Mandalorian that I can. We have all this stuff coming in quick. Our Shazam drops. Um, and then we'll be having um, Guardians is, is, is in May. Uh, you know, for uh, Jedi Survivor drops in April. It's gonna be it's gonna be a heavy summer, winter, fall. So make sure that you go through with us because we'll be trying to cover each and everything that comes out when it comes to comic books, comic book media, and pop culture. Um, follow us wherever we are on social media: Facebook.com/slash/comicbookclick, Instagram at comicbookclick, or use that hashtag comicbookclick to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're at Major Issues CBC on. Twitter, but we're also at Major Issue CBC on Twitch, and uh, at midnight WWE 2K23 drops. I might be awake for that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, between that, Fallen Order, um, what was the uh, Suicide Squad Kills Justice League seems to be on hiatus <laughs> because DC can't get right. But <laughs> but follow us all over social media to find out what we're doing up next. Um, but the last thing I'll ask is for a little bit of support. If you have any kind of shekels, you can throw our way to keep on the lights on here and avoid afford the hardware and the software that we use to create content free of charge for you guys. Consider buying a piece of merchandise at our T Public store, which you can get at our website, www.comicbookclick.com. You hit that shop CBC button, it'll take you to our store. All those designs were made by me exclusively, and we get a kickback at each and every one. If you um, that's a that's a one for one. That's a quid pro quo. You buy a shirt, we get money, you get a shirt. If you just want to give us stuff and not necessarily get something physical back, consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse for as little as $3 a month, 10 cents a day, less than one of those fancy frappuccinos. Uh, you can help us keep our lights on here. And like I said, we are trying to produce more and more content and some of those funds help that as we are looking into all kinds of different ways uh, to do that stuff. So consider that. If you got no money, I don't blame you. I get paid every two weeks, which means that second week is usually pretty dry. So if you have no money currently, rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way to uh, for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't about this podcast. Um, I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, where we, where the bandwagon is so full, there's no room for anybody else. But if I tell you how we get that popular and that famous, it will mess up the timeline. And next thing you know, Dwayne Johnson wants to play Wonder Woman. We can't let that happen. We need to stay on this timeline, people. <laughs> Grab your prune sticks. Stay on this timeline. We got some big, beautiful things uh, in the future for a comic book click. So make sure that you're following us wherever, uh, wherever you can find us. But let the people know where they can find you, A-Rob. Uh, you can find me anywhere at A-Rob the Marvel Guy or Marvel God. I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitch. I'm on 
Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Search the name A Rob the Marvel God. Uh, you, I'm well. It's Star Wars month, so hey, I might be on Twitch streaming Clone Wars or Battlefront too. But I'm also right now streaming Marvel's highest new game, Marvel Snap. It's pretty fun, highly addictive. Highly recommend it. Is it is it really that good? It's really that good. It's really that fun. And if you like collecting things, there's every character, villain, Marvel. Like the cars look dope. It, it, it does something to the soul seeing the characters pop up and the animation goes and you just get that victory. A lot of strategy. Every game is different than the last. You will never play the same match twice. Like, it, it's a really fun game. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So follow a the Marvel God over there. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I'm Aaron Robinson, a.k.a. a the Marvel God. And this has been our Empower Review. And remember, whether you're a weather witch, the cousin of the Man of Steel, downright untouchable, a black cat, a cat woman, or a bat woman, remember, if you're a woman, we're here to celebrate you. Remember, there's no glass ceilings. We're breaking down all the barriers. It's higher, further, faster, baby. And always remember that you... Yes, you are worthy.